Footy Prime, the podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Oh, and what a weekend it was. I mean, if you woke up early Saturday and Sunday and you just planted your ass on your couch until midnight, you had an amazing weekend. And we'd all be very jealous of you. I don't think uh, any one of us did that for the entire weekend, but certainly for large chunks of it. Definitely for me, uh, longer than the missus would have liked. Sunday, laundry day. Don't know if that's the case where uh, you guys live, but here, let me tell you, nothing like ironing and watching March Madness at the same time. Uh, I'm Brennan Dunlop, joined as always on this Sunday night by Craig Forrest. James Sharman is here, and Jimmy Brennan is here, which means we're going to start with the FA Cup. What about season Canada's uh, squad? Like I don't discussed. listen to directions. I'm just so upset with my Michigan State Spartans being bounced from the March Madness tournament that I just thought I would just blast right through it. But yeah, it was a big weekend. You could have watched Formula One. You could have watched March Madness. Uh, Rugby Sevens was on. Seven, sevens or Six Nations, for Christ's sake. Six Nations. Yeah, okay. At least I got the sport right. It doesn't matter because France got the Grand Slam, so that who cares anyway? It doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Beat England. And uh, Sunday dinner time for you, perhaps. John Herdman's Canada squad announced for this final round of World Cup qualifiers, of which James Sharman will be in the presence in Costa Rica to perhaps witness the Canadian men's national team clinch a berth at Qatar 2022, which I refuse to call Qatar until someone from perhaps a, a national public broadcaster demands that I do so. But I'm sick of hearing people go back and switch, acting like they're in the know. Like, unless you worked at CNN or you graduated from Columbia or Harvard, there's no reason to ever call it Cutter. But that's just me. The chances are people from Harvard and Yale don't even know how to pronounce it either. Because they got all their, uh, everything's been bought for them their whole lives anyway. <laughs> just saying. Well, I'm sure they'll all be there watching the, uh, the United <laughs> States, US MNT and, and the likes. Whatever other nations are there. I'm also quite nervous about portugal's uh world cup qualifying run here which sees them meet turkey first and then likely a fi- playoff final matchup against italy which i'm quite nervous about oh you're in trouble there buddy i think so too man you're in trouble i think so too how about we give north macedonia some credit though that that's not an easy game for italy either name one player from north macedonia that's on this roster um dimitri petru him <laughs> that's my uncle <laughs> <laughs> We did this once, and uh, I think Goran when the Pandev. draw came out, yes, exactly. They're in spirit, but not in the squad anymore. Jimmy, did you wish that you were in the squad? Because the city ground looked rocking for Nottingham Forest's uh, pickup visit from Liverpool. Yeah, it was rocking today, wasn't it? They look good. The boys play very, very well. I was fortunate enough today. I went with the, the Toronto Trickies, which is a supporter group here. Went to Liberty Commons, and I had probably, and I'm not, I'm not joking right now, Probably the best lunch I've had in a long time. They had a Sunday roast there. Yorkshire pudding, meat, gravy. It was spectacular. Really? Oh, it was incredible. Liberty Commons in, in Liberty Village, right? Right where, yeah. where yeah, that really okay. good. So sat with all the all the boys, we watched the game. Great day out. Had a couple of beers. It was a lot of fun. How many were there? Like three? No, you cheeky wanker. There was about thirteen of them. <laughs> oh, so uh, one of the larger international clubs. <laughs> well, you can only get so prick. many into the area that we were sitting. What a prick. Yeah, we're still in COVID <laughs> times. Just to, yeah. just to get 10 guys together. I mean, Jesus, they had to fly Jimmy in from up north. 
I would love to see where uh, where Ipswich supporter crew is. Honestly, hey? are they under the gardener somewhere? Come on, it's a little town. Oh, and what does that mean? It just, you can't it, show up. No, it's just it is what it is. They're very small. We don't pretend to be big. That's because you haven't won Champions Leagues. <laughs> <laughs> we have big club. All right, I'll throw my Chelsea one in there then. We won a few. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Uh, there was a lot of talk in the broadcast today about <laughs> Liverpool having all of these trophies up for grabs still, and uh, the quadruple was mentioned a couple of times. But for much of that second half there, it looked like uh, you know the potential Champions League winning Liverpool side would concede. Uh, Nottingham Forest really had their chances, and I love that they they ran at them till the end. They they wasted quite a few chances. I'm I'm sure you had your head in your hands, Jimmy, but. They yeah. really battled, and uh, we're just unlucky not to not to find the back of the net. Yeah, you know what? Listen, Forrest, you, you can't take anything away from them. I thought they were thought they were great today. They they had their chances, but look, when you're playing against a team like Liverpool, when you get half a chance, you have to take it. And that one miss that we had, Brennan Johnson slips it over, players one on one, misses a goal. Five minutes later, they go down the other way, score. Right? You can't do that against Liverpool. You've mm-hmm. you've got to punish them when you get the opportunities, because you don't get them that often. But overall, I thought they were good. And you could see, look, Liverpool were panicking a bit as well because then they started making some big changes, didn't they, towards the end. The 60th minute mark, it was squeaky bum time. And then they started bringing Thiago and a few other players on. And, you know, and it worked for them. They got their, they got their goal. Um, but overall, I thought it was a, I think it was a great day for Forest fans. It's, it's a great run, too, because they didn't exactly have their draw uh, that was in favor of uh, well, other than being at home, but to go Arsenal. Were they Leicester away? No, yeah, they're at home. Le- they had Arsenal, Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. Spurs, Was that a home? It? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then and then Liverpool. And then you had Liverpool. Sheesh. And then you would have Man City away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have done you a favor there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you think that that Liverpool side, didn't they? What was it? They beat Man U too, not too long ago, 4 0, didn't they? Oh, and then yeah. they came to the city ground and they're holding them nil-nil at halftime. We're thinking, okay, here we go. We can hold them off and frustrate them maybe a little bit, another 30 minutes, and try to get them on a counter. Mm-hmm. And we had our chance, but we didn't finish it. At halftime, Jimmy, I thought, man, I mean, the Reds are going at them hard. And and Forrest are staying in there just about. But I thought, for sure, in the second half, they completely capitulate and it'd be a, be a route. But... It wasn't. I mean, you guys really went at Liverpool in that second half as well. I thought it was a fantastic FA Cup tie, like a classic in, in some ways. And, you know, in the end, Liverpool, you know, did what they had to do. But, I mean, man, it was a tight affair there. And, and if not for a bit of bad bad luck, you guys could well have easily you know, have, have won that thing. Look, the city ground's a tough place to play. You know, the, the fans are they're amazing. As you guys know, you could see in, on TV. If it was at Anfield, is it a different story? Probably. Probably would have been. But... You know, when you get the big hitters, you want them at home because you're you're more comfortable than what you are when you travel on the road and you're playing you're playing Liverpool away or you're playing Man City away, Arsenal away. It's a completely different game than what it is when you're playing at the City Ground or any home game in the Championship, and you're bringing the big hitters to your to the to the ground. So, I thought they handled it well, and it was a great run for them. Good. Now, now they've just got to focus on on the league now and get into that playoff spot and hopefully get promotion this year because they've mm-hmm. got the squad. They've got some good players. They do. Oh, yeah. And hopefully Richie can get a game. You got on the bench today, at least. Yeah, he was on the bench. I thought maybe at one point he might have came on, but. 
So did I. The good positive for him is he's he's back in that national squad now. Yeah, that'll keep his confidence up. Yeah, people are people are criticizing, you know, the move now, saying, "Oh, well, you know, what's he what's he doing? He's not playing." But it is still early days for him, right? And like Craig mentioned last podcast, he's come to a team that's, you know, rocking right now, firing on all cylinders. It's not easy to crack that, and just to be in that environment. You guys tell me, just to be in that competitive environment in the league championship can only benefit him, and give him time. It's too soon to say it's the wrong move for him, isn't it, Craig? Yes, yeah, too way too soon. Um, I'd like to have seen him get some minutes uh, up to this stage, but it's too soon to say. Uh, it just got to be very frustrating for him. I mean, what are you going to do? You're just sort of battling along and hopefully got your chance. I actually thought there was an outside chance because they did have some injuries. Uh, but they even the Sheffield United game, when I think Lowe was, uh, couldn't play against his parent club, they brought Cole back in, the 32-year-old, who did well, who then got the start again today, right, Jimmy? So, yeah, yeah, he's had, he just, he needs a bit of timings, everything. And uh, he hasn't had luck at the moment as far as that goes. But, you know, come back into a positive uh, environment with a Canadian team won't do him any harm. No, of course not. But, Forrest, you, you know what it's like, too, when you you, you move to a new club, um, you want to play right away. And obviously with the national team, that that's hindered him a little bit as well, going back and forth. Um, and he probably hasn't really truly settled yet. But you've got to wait for your time. And you've got Spence right now who's, who's up and down that line. He's on fire right now. He's got a lot of big clubs looking at him. He's actually on loan at loan on Middles, uh, from Middlesbrough. But, you know, he's he's been ever-present. He's having a great season. Colbeck's on the left-hand side. He had a great game today. And Brennan Johnson's just in front of him. So where's, where's Richie going to get into the squad right now? And the team's flying. So it's he's just got to be patient. He's got to be patient. And then when the time does come, you better hope he grabs it right away because otherwise, you know, he's out and the next guy's in. You know, they've got a big squad. After Force conceded, I did think, and they went and made some changes, I did think that Richie had a chance to get in because Colback looked knackered. Yeah. He, he really looked like he was beaten. And uh, Jed Spence can play both sides as well, right? So yeah. I thought, you know, for as good as he looked on the right side, why not? give Richie a chance and, and switch Spence to the other. I'd hoped that would happen, but that wasn't the case in the end. What did you think of the VAR look at Jota's goal? He's offside. The replays He's they offside. kept showing, right? Never. never. He's offside. It, it sure looked like that, but then the, the replay they show with the protractor, all of a sudden the camera angles over 18 inches and it looks level. Well, that's it. It was at a different angle then. <laughs> VAR's not wrong. VAR's never wrong, right? It's the interpretation of VAR that the issue is, right? And just because the first angle, Jimmy, wasn't wasn't you know conducive to your narrative, doesn't mean it was wrong. <laughs> uh, spoken like a true Liverpool fan. Eh? <laughs> I was pulling for Forrest, buddy. I was Jimmy. Uh, Zinker Nagel had that chance there. What seventy six minute? Yeah. I just think Johnson waited like a touch too long to get that pass across, and uh, Zinker Nagel hit it first touch, just wide right, and then yeah. Yates had a couple. That he had a great header chance that uh, I think the whole building thought that was in and just couldn't get any power behind it. So mm-hmm. they battled. Give them credit. They battled. It's a hell of a yeah. run. And you know, do you think this is going to spur them on to finish in the playoff spots? Like, is is this the type of thing that can do that? I think so. I think there's a there's there's a good spirit around the club right now. You know, I spoke to a couple of couple of ex pros that, that that are still involved with the club that played for the team, and they they said the the chemistry and the buzz around the place is is amazing right now. Um, David Johnson's, uh, you know, he's at every game watching his son, obviously Brennan Johnson, and you know, talking with him, he just says it's uh, it's electric right now. The players have such a buzz, um, 
and they're so cohesive. And they got great work ethic right now. They're really gelling together as a team. So look, if they're going to do it, it's got to be this year because I think at the end of the season, um, that's when they'll probably end up starting to sell a few players. I think Spence might end up going back, and then I think Brennan Johnson. He always said he had a twenty million pound bid come in for him. They turned that down. Um, so they'll they'll have to start uh, planning for next season and adjusting a few things and thinking of ways to generate money. Um, and which players will stay and which players will go. But I think if they can get up, I think they've got a very good core group of players there um, that can do a job in the Premier League. But then again, you've got to surround that core with with players that have experienced in the Premier League. They're in a pretty good run right now as well. They're three points back right now, right? Yeah, and they're unbeaten in the last uh, at least five, won three, a couple of draws. So they've managed this to FA Cup buzz and playing in the league and, and playing well, too. But it's a dogfight. Wow. That's tight. Three points back at Blackburn, but they've got three games in hand on Blackburn as well. Yeah. Which says everything. But looking at that table, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Who, who's in there? Fulham have been just dominant. Dominant so far this Yeah. Just just as Norwich was last year, mind you. Bournemouth in second place. They're likely the top two teams, right, I think, at this point. Although, yeah, I think Bournemouth had two, two games in hand on Luton. But then you got Huddersfield and Luton and, and Sheffield United, Blackburn, Borough and QPR and Forest, right? There's some big clubs in there. I mean, with respect to Huddersfield, with respect to Huddersfield, I hope it's not them again. Neither do I. Yeah. I, I want to see some of these these big clubs who have an opportunity to s- stick around in the Premier League too, I think, if they get that that far. But yeah, it's a real dogfight. It absolutely is. Same. I'd love to see Forest back. Uh, you know, when Southampton came back in, I didn't think that they would stick around, to be honest. But Against Man City, they didn't look like they were in the same class at all, did they? For, for parts, they did, uh, from what I saw early on. But uh, what really stood out to me was in this 4-1 Man City win over Southampton, Jack Grealish looks like he's grown into that Man City team, finally. looks more He was more involved in the attacks than I'd seen recently. Looks like he was playing with much more confidence for a while there. I thought, wow, maybe they should have had Jacob Ramsey for, for all that money. But I really think that, uh, that Grealish is settling in there, and that team's dangerous as hell, aren't they? Filthy. Just filthy right now. Um, Phil Foden looks to be like just a- as we thought he would be. He's a superstar, right? Although I- I'm not a big fan of the tongue celebration. No. Tongue comes out. Yeah, it's just like so douchey. It's like, put the tongue back. He scored a great goal. <laughs> don't you think? I mean, a- a certain celebrations I can handle. You know, I- I- I've mellowed in my old age. I don't mind a bit of uh, showboating, but the tongue coming out just pisses me off. Put it back in. What would your celebration be? I'll do the Shearer, one arm up. Keep it simple. It's boring, isn't it? <laughs> Just me, Judge Jimmy. Do you want me to take my shirt off? Do you really want to see that? 100%. <laughs> yes. You do? Yeah. You get booked. You get booked. <laughs> yeah, well, for twice, I get a red card. Like, yellow card for the show off. A second yellow for being disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Pants yeah. off. Yeah. Violent conduct. <laughs> Violence to the eyes. You, you are think- grotesque. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any celebrations that involve the face that you like? Because I can remember some famous footy show rants of you complaining about the thumb sucking. Don't like that either. I feel like you've complained no. of like the baby rocking. You're not a big fan of that. Roberto ruined everything for me as well. Like, oh, congratulations. You know someone that's had a kid. Like 30 million other people yesterday. <laughs> Stop it. Fuck you. You know, who you, you know who you sound like right now? A British Don Cherry. Don't celebrate. Don't do anything. Score your goal and get back to half. It's taking you this long to realize he is? You've got to enjoy the celebrations. Hey? I've mellowed. I'm over. I don't mind shirts coming off now, honestly. Like, don't give him a card. I'm fine with that. 
it's just as the personalization of the the celebrations like you you're there for your teammates you're not doing it because of grandma's birthday you're doing it because your boys are, are, are expecting you to score a goal you're doing it for the team team first jimmy i'm a team first guy the one i don't like is when they turn around to the crowd and they point to the name on their back it's like yeah I never like that that's that's not that's not on do you prefer a badge kiss even if you've just joined the club <laughs> i did that with my first goal i ever scored did you yeah i did the old name and then i realized i was a loser for doing it but i just didn't know what to do i was so shocked that i scored <laughs> and I, the only thing that came to me was run to the crowd and start pointing to my name like a little <laughs> we gotta find some video of that somewhere. when you're watching the video clips the next day and the gaffer's like hey do you want to explain this uh no I'm sorry <laughs> sorry lads what an idiot never did that again clearly you hadn't planned it out but uh you know that's what came to you in the moment it's okay buddy as long I, as you didn't do it every every time i didn't score much i want to know b what is your celebration what will yours be because that's gonna be really douchey I had a, a similar moment where I'm so you know not used familiar with scoring that I had no idea what to do, and I, I'd scored a penalty in a charity match, um, of which moments before Stephen Caldwell handed me the ball, uh, his son uh, said to him, "I can't believe you're letting him shoot. If we if he misses, we're out." And he and to which Stephen looks at his son who's about ten and says, "It's okay. Winning isn't everything. Let Dunlop have a chance." <laughs> Big roll of the eyes from his ten year old son. I step up and I hit. There's the best penalty I've ever hit. Might have been the best ball I've ever hit. <laughs> Picked out the right corner. Keeper went the other way. And I turned around to celebrate. And I had no idea what to do. And so the, the sheer one arm became like a lifting fist that got me up off the ground with a one-inch vertical. Uh, so one, one foot in the air. And uh, I almost fell over in the, <laughs> the turning fist-led celebration. Did you not run by Caldwell's son and give him a straight arm? I should have, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. Get out of my face, kid. Welcome to the big leagues, little yeah. shit. <laughs> hey, Craig, let me ask you about this, because as a goalkeeper, obviously, you, you, get, you get a chance to celebrate goals, right? But more and more now, you see the cameras behind the goals of the goalkeeper, right? And, and you see them celebrating. Were you a guy that would drop to your knees and just, like, look to the heavens and, like, just, yeah. What was your goal celebration? Only if we actually won something. But not generally, but yeah, I'd celebrate, like turn around to the crowd. You're, you know, if your way crowd was there behind you or your home crowd, if, if you're, if you're, if you score away from home and it's just the away crowd, I remember when we beat Liverpool, I had the cop behind me. It's not like I'm going to turn around and drop on my knees, <laughs> right? Just be, just be real quiet. <laughs> this could end up being 3 1. <laughs> but did you did, did you feel though often that when, when you were celebrating to your the, the home fans were you thinking like well I'm, I'm yeah we scored but I had nothing to do with it at all it should be those guys there you're actually giving love to because I'm just a goalkeeper. Well, they're not. I'm not. You're not really asking for love to yourself. You're celebrating with them. Yeah, totally. You're all fans at that point. What the fuck? What are you much charms? Get your head no, out of I, I think you should be guilty. Like, yeah, it's almost like, I don't know, a bit of embarrassment. Like, yeah, that was a great team move as I was standing around picking daisies. Charms, if I, if I think I'm getting you here, you're more or less saying, you know, if the play's going on and Keeper hasn't touched it in like 15 minutes <laughs> and the team's working their ass off. <laughs> yeah. And we go and score. Well, you really had nothing to do with that whole play. <laughs> so what the exactly. hell are you celebrating for? 
Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. Also revealing though, that, you know, if, if you're not on the show and we'd have a great interview or just like you know, a world-class award nominate nominating show, but you've not been a part of it, then you're not cheering for us. You've, you don't care. It didn't happen. No, yeah, but I but I really dropped on my knees and celebrate a great show. I'm hoping you guys fail when I'm not involved. Right. If I'm if I'm away, I hope it's a shit show. It's a terrible interview, and everyone hates it. That that's where I'm coming from. It's a shit show. All right. You've admitted this several times, but I thought it applied just to me since we do the same job. But it also applies to our ex Premier Leaguers. That's oh yeah, that's new absolutely, territory. absolutely. Oh. Okay. I'm very selfish. On the topic of celebrating, since we're here, boys, and I think there might be a few more stories here, um, just to jump to the Premier League, Aston Villa nil, Arsenal won. Ashley Young post-match slammed Arsenal for celebrating like they just won the league, which is the same thing that Ruben Neves said when Arsenal beat Wolves last month at the Molyneux. So is this team just really full of themselves? Or given the turnaround they've had this season, do they deserve to act like you know, they're they're on to something. They're winning something. Because in my mind, they look like they're going to win fourth place, that coveted trophy that used to be regular for them. But when you see them celebrate like that and you hear Ashley Young's comments, you two guys having played, what's uh, what's your reaction? You know, it's a tough one. I, I think that Arteta is probably, he's trying to build this winning mentality and, you know, and also enjoy in your football and enjoy winning um, and it's uh, contagious, and I, and I think he's he's certainly encouraging it. He's not discouraging it, that's for sure. Me personally, I wouldn't give a shit what what Ashley Young said. <laughs> I'd celebrate. But if you lost a match, you know, to a team that uh, that yeah is in the situation that Arsenal's in, wouldn't you be? Wouldn't you be irritated by their reaction at your ground? Well, he's probably just upset because we're. V- I mean, look where, where Villa is. They, they want to be in a Champions League spot. Yeah, Arsenal's been outside of the, the Champions League for a little bit now. They've worked their asses off. They've had to, they put a great run of results together. What is it, over the last six games or something? They won five. Is, is that right? Lost one. And they've pushed themselves back into a Champions League spot. So, And they're still a, a point ahead. And the other thing is, too, they're, they're celebrating because they want to be on top, top of Tottenham as well, don't they? So they're on top of Tottenham with a game in hand. Right, three points clear. So of course they're celebrating. They've worked their asses off to get there. Mm-hmm. Now still, there's a lot of work to be done. But mm-hmm. I think my reaction would be, when the fuck did Ashley Young go back to Villa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after winning the Scudetto with Inter Milan, <laughs> I didn't Milan. realize he was at Inter Milan last time I looked. He went back to uh, to Aston Villa to, as as Jimmy suggested there, get them back to the Champions League. But I think it was just to he liked the project that Dean Smith was building and. They needed, you know, a, a real veteran and someone who, who's a winner, uh, knows what it's like to win. A good judge of a project, then, obviously. Played it, played at big <laughs> clubs, and look where they are now. As I said to you, you know, the, Europe's definitely in sight, and we had a big argument about the Conference League not qualifying as actually being Europe, but it does on paper. Is, is Young and, older uh, than Gerard, or he's close? No. Right, Ashley Young is younger than me. He's a year younger than me. Is he really? He's what thirty yeah. four. He's born in eighty, born in eighty-seven, I believe. He seems he'll be, ma- he'll be making a potload of money, so he's just fine. Yeah, of course he's gone. But hey, Dunlop, I know that's your team, Villa. But let's not get carried away. You guys aren't getting into the Champions League. No, I know that. I said Conference League. That's what I said. <laughs> I said the Conference League was within reach since Gerard's turned up and Coutinho. Jimmy doesn't even know what that is. 
Nor did we until about a month ago. <laughs> no, exactly. And I, I still think Jimmy thinks the conference says in the isn't that nationwide? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. There you go. No, Fucking it's, hell. The, it's the one Lester's in. They don't even know they're in it. But now they're in it. Brendan Rodgers wants to win it. I still don't get it. I'd be cheering for Villa like crazy. You wouldn't be able to catch me on a Thursday between three and five if Aston Villa's playing the championship winning team in Liechtenstein. Ludogorets. Yeah. I'd be there, man. <laughs> Ludogorets. They in the tournament this year? I, there was so many names. It sounds like they're just named at, clubs named after one guy. It's just a man's name. <laughs> so many teams that you've never heard of. It's uh, it's how UEFA's growing the game internationally, you know? Now all of a sudden people are watching the Liechtenstein Premier Liga. They ha- I don't know if they have their own division. I bet you would, though, wouldn't you? Be? You'd watch that league, wouldn't you, if it was on TV and you had nothing else to do? Uh, there was a time when, yes, that's true. I-, I used to watch a lot of shit football. Now I just watch a lot of football, I feel like. <laughs> Mix in a few few other things, but I watch a lot of football. I watched Villa and Arsenal. Um, it was... Uh, you know, disappointing from Villa's perspective, but I got to give Arsenal credit, man. Like they're they're playing with a hell of a lot of confidence. Um, yeah, Saka with that match winning goal. Like Arsenal were by far the better side. Um, they did very well to frustrate Villa, especially saying that first hour. Like they didn't give them anything. Uh, kept the ball away from them. Like, Arteta's got this team. You know, playing at the level that we all thought that they would be. Right with some of the tough decisions. Got to give a shout. Got to give a shout out to our Palace fans out there. Holy shit! Well, you can, but uh, is that yeah, not, not you? Is that more of a credit to where Crystal Palace is right now as a club, or where poor Frank Lampard's Everton is at the moment? I think uh, it's the latter. A little bit of both. Okay, you impressed with what Pierre's done? I didn't see this game. Did you guys watch this game? Was it were Everton as bad as the scoreline suggests? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You couldn't watch fifteen itself, games right, at once. <laughs> No, no, no. I've always liked Palace. I've always liked them. It's one of those clubs I always kind of, I always liked. I liked playing there at Selhurst Park as well. I used yeah, to always take the train to London atmosphere. and pass Selhurst Park, coming from where I live, and always saw that stadium, thinking, "Man, that would be a good club to support." But I'll choose Liverpool. Unless you lived a ways away yeah. from it, because if you want to drive down into that area, nightmare. But the atmosphere at that club always really good. I don't think I played yeah. at a stadium in London more than that one because. Wimbledon were playing there too. That's right, yeah. Oh, they shared the oh, ground. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. What were they called they were. the uh, the cheerleaders? E- the Eagleettes. Eagleettes. Are they still there? No, they were called the Crystals. No, they weren't. Eagleettes, I'm sure of No. It. Since they've come back to the Prem, when okay, I was of of a legal drinking age, they were definitely called the Crystals. I know this because I tried to pick one of them up when I went over there for the first time. Did that work out for you? Not well. No, no, are you sure her name wasn't Crystal? It may have been. Yeah. It may have been <laughs> her name, Crystal. And she worked for that. What's that television channel where the women just answer the phone? You're right. No, you're right, B. The, the Crystals. Why, That's it. Why did I think they were called the Crystals? The, Crystals. The, uh, the Eaglettes. Huh. Who are the Eaglettes? No idea. Babe Station. Babe Station. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's Babe Station. <laughs> Yeah, her name was Crystal, and she was on Babe Station. Yeah, she it. used to stand beside Dynasty. I remember her. <laughs> Eagle X uh, was a band, apparently, at some point. The elegant. I'm pretty sure for years I used to refer to them as the Eagle X on Sportsnet. I got it wrong every time, but no one called me out on it. Wow! Yeah. The only time in your career you've got a name wrong. 
Yeah, yeah, the only Shocking. time. That was the time. It only happened a lot, that's all. Shocking. Not Cagliari. Anyway, long story. <laughs> Uh, we can get to some Serie A in a minute. There's just just one game, but uh, I think we finished up on the FA Cup. The semis are set now, so Man City have Liverpool and Chelsea have Crystal Palace. Um, didn't get to Chelsea, but if you've got any takes on Chelsea, now is your moment, boys. Uh, it's going to be a big week for them coming up. Big week for them. All those bids are in now for the uh, the purchase of the team. A couple of really serious ones. Give us the news and notes here. What's uh, what is the actual? Is this going to be like a like buying a house in Toronto? Is it going to be? Is it one official bid day that they Roman gets to choose, or how will it no, come about? So, so the deadline was on Friday, but apparently there were more offers filtering in throughout the weekend, and it comes down to the British government, and uh, I forget the name. Some some bank is kind of in charge of the sale as well, and they'll decide on the numerous factors, including stability being a big part of it. So the government and the bank will decide on who to sell to. The, mm-hmm. the Premier League must have a seat at this table, but Roman oh, does sure. not. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean they they must pass the trustworthy people. Premier League's fit and proper persons tests, whoever that's wow. worth these days. Oh yeah, it's so tight, man. Those guys at Premier Leaguers they don't let hardly anybody buy a club. <laughs> 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 but with the government involved, like I don't know who you trust less. I mean, don't ask Gary Neville, but I don't know who you would trust less. If the government's looking at this as the, you know, what tax cut are they getting from a $2.7 billion, billion pound transaction? They're probably yeah. more worried about the money they receive from these guys as government officials. Mm. That's, been, that's been a question that's been asked. The hot favorites are the, the Ricketts family who own the Cubs and the, I forget the name, that they own the, uh, the Dodgers, right? And, and Consortium with those guys as, as the front. So they're the two front runners? The Ricketts Faces. and the Dodgers are the consortium. The Ricketts is one consortium, oh, one. and yeah. the other one is the Dodgers. And they're very uh, progressive in, in how they're, they, they are looking to build sports brands, uh, media being a big part of it, and they're very much aboard the whole single entity, we will own our own rights and sell to you the consumer, rather than having that third party, which is the way it's been mm-hmm. done for years. So if they get Chelsea, it could be really interesting as far as the, the, the rights going forward for Premier League football. Magic well, Johnson, just, part of that consortium? Yes, he is. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He's got quite a big stake in that as well. I thought initially he was just the face of it, but he's got, man's got a lot of money. Um, I would imagine that the Saudi media group uh, also has similar plans to do things uh, themselves as far as controlling the media is concerned. But I also would assume that they have the biggest bid in this, at least that we know of. Do we know how much the Ricketts and the Dodgers have put in? I don't know. No, it hasn't been divulged. But you're right. That Saudi media group were prepared to hit close to Roman's target, right? A three billion, very close to it. I think. Yeah, two point seven is what was reported. Two point seven was it? Yeah, which is, it was just Craig May. That close is <laughs> three hundred million dollars or pounds. <laughs> yeah, you're so proud. You're like, ooh, look at that! How close? I'm like, it's three hundred million off. <laughs> yeah, it's not that fucking close. <laughs> well. <laughs> You get Newcastle for that. To make a uh, a transition to another to a London derby, um, I thought West Ham would be a little closer to Spurs uh, on Sunday, didn't you, Forrest? Tottenham three, West Ham one, and Spurs mm. were, I think, fully uh, fully deserving of of that advantage and that that result in the end. Tottenham looked really good. Tottenham looked really good, and I think I think West Ham looked tired. I think they that was a it's a big. It's a big deal trying to balance those two. We talked about that at the start of the season when they were they were 
pushing that top four. You know, you've got this Europa League uh, situation, and hey, they still got a shot outside, but they've got two shots of getting into the Champions League, and that's winning the Europa League or getting in the top four. And I think at the moment, winning the Europa League probably the maybe the better way or the more likely way, although they've got to get through Barcelona and uh, they, they're not the same Barcelona as they were pre the new Gaffer Xavi. Yeah. He's been amazing. Amazing. And you know, the three signings have been great. Aubameyang has been great. Yeah. He scored today, didn't he? Didn't he get two or something? He did. He's got two today. Yeah. Uh, El Clasico was an absolute rout. It was uh, unbelievable. Yeah, but, yeah, Real Madrid at home, uh, losing 4-0 to Barcelona. First time that Barca's beaten Real Madrid in a Clasico in three seasons. I tell you, though, it should be illegal for Real Madrid and Barcelona to play each other and to wear anything other than their classic home strips. Okay, Nike wants to sell more Catalan sunshine kits. They can wear it away to Hatafe and Alaves, right? And Real Madrid in black... <laughs> It's a sharp. It's a sharp shirt whenever they wear black, but they shouldn't wear it in important games and important moments. Like when they went to the in the Champions League final, mm-hmm. they wore the bloody purple third strip. No, if they're playing each other, it has to be classic white and blaugrana. That's it. That's fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why Real Madrid sucked. That was it. McManaman said the same thing in the broadcast. Real Madrid's going to be fine in the league. They haven't lost it with the third loss in the season. They're going to win the the league. But I think the biggest thing is that the the turnaround from Barcelona has been exceptional. Xavi's been in charge for 134 days, mm-hmm. and this team looks nothing like the Ronald Koeman team that stumbled into the season and looked yeah. shambles. And all these moves that they made, which you know seemed just fit the brand, big names, you know, big money. I'm sure involved for Obama Yang. They're still. Still talking with uh, Usman Dembele, who wants to be Barcelona's highest paid player ever. And I got to be honest, based on this game alone, he may have earned it. Um, but they've worked. Obama Yang's worked. Uh, it's all coming together under Xavi. And they, they really look like a Pep Guardiola team, the way they keep possession and frustrate the hell out of their opposition. Mm-hmm. They've gone back to 4-3-3, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what Barca have done for generations. No, Cruff. Mm-hmm. Cruyff. Seems to work. Yeah. Hey, by the way, Kuman, did you hear this? He might be going. Uh, he might be taking over the Dutch national team again. Yeah, I was reading Returning about it today. Huh. And uh, Van Gaal's going to be out, and then he's taking over again. Rumors and speculation. Ever see Kuman and Van Gaal in the same room at the same time? I don't think they look that much alike. Never, never, right? I think they're the same person. They got some big melons, don't they? <laughs> Massive, massive, massive melons. Yeah, so they both look like they'd be bad guys. They'd be villains in a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. But I've never yeah. thought they quite look like each other. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's just. It seems they're always with the same clubs and the same jobs. You know, linked mm. with the same. They're in that same stratosphere in football these days. I know Kuman oh, had right. much, obviously, a great playing career. What a left foot he had, by the way. Um, but yeah, it's just a. That funny, it's funny when I thought it. Sometimes it's come out and it's just not quite as funny. But anyway, uh, trust me, that's been my entire life and professional career working with you. It's just, it's all a gamble. <laughs> maybe this one will hit, maybe it won't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that Javi looks, uh, as he ages, looks more and more like Sid Sixero. Um, but Elena, so- 
my wife was was with me when I was watching the match, and there was a shot of him, and I'd said that, and she said, hmm, I, I can see it, but there's a Lin-Manuel Miranda there, which Who? is uh, not someone I'd consider before. Who? Who? Lin-Manuel Miranda. You know the, the guy behind Hamilton? No. He's world famous. He's an actor. He's been in several other things. He was in the new Mary Poppins uh, as well. Didn't see it. Old one's great. Why, why remake it? So how is he world famous if the three of us don't know who he is? I just think that you guys aren't as cultured as me. Basically, I think that's it. <laughs> Clearly. I miss Mary Poppins. You're sitting with your wife every night. You're flipping through movies and shows, and she's acting in the corner and singing. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah. telling how great she is. That's it, darling. Great pirouette. Oh, you're, oh, you're going to get that part for sure. That's basically it. Uh, I actually forget the name. She was in the musical that he, his very first one before Hamilton, In the Heights is called, um, which is very good. There's a movie out about that too. He's in that. So you know this guy because your missus acted with him in a, in a show. That's why you know him. No, she didn't act with him in the show, actually. He wrote the show. He's like, he became, this was his first Broadway hit, In the Heights. And she did like an adaptation, a version of that, In the Heights, in Vancouver for a run. So that was my introduction to him, but Hamilton, which is the most popular Broadway performance of the last five decades, it came to came to an end after like a two year run on Broadway that he was in. Hamilton, like, the, the history the history of Ivor Wynn Stadium, that one. <laughs> you don't know the play Hamilton, honestly. You are a yes, cultured I know man. The play Hamilton for Christ's oh, sakes, Jesus. So that's so the man. I have so no the idea man, who this guy is. I haven't so seen Hamilton. It. He's bloody Hamilton. He's Hamilton. He played Alexander Hamilton. He wrote the bloody. What's thing. his name? Lin Manuel Miranda. Never heard of him. Never played for Real Madrid, but sounds he's like he's not as big. That, that that show isn't as the biggest in the last five decades, is it? No, the new Mary Poppins is for sure. Ask me how many Broadway shows I've went to, Jimmy Brennan. How many how Broadway many shows? Broadway have you been shows been you've been to, Jimmy? Absolutely none. <laughs> I have zero interest in going to watch that. I don't have the patience for it. I can't sit there. Hold on. You're telling me you never had an invite? Like the team never had a night out or you never had a PR invite to take? Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 football team. We're going to see Les Mis. Want to come? Like, can you imagine the reaction? Oh, my God. Lads, I'll set the night out, right? I got tickets, front row for cats. Who's in? (laughs) Do you guys want to go? That would go down like a lead balloon. (laughs) <laughs> and i'll tell you the one embarrassing thing i ever had to do i was in the nutcracker i was a cannon boy one time okay <laughs> was really? that a tfc thing yeah and i had to do it you know every year they get like a celeb yeah. and i had to do it with, with christ there must have been short of options that year <laughs> hold, oh, on, hold on seen, you should have seen my outfit how tight it was my bollocks hanging down my leg and oh it was <laughs> terrible i had makeup on i was never been i've never been so uncomfortable in my life you played for TFC for three seasons. Come on. I looked like a colorful Peter Pan. Colorful Peter Pan. That's what I look like. You had to do it with Rowan Ricketts, though. Yeah, and he, he went all out. And he was yeah, he loved it. He's into it. And I was like, fuck, get me off the stage here. What's happening in my life? So that's the only show you've ever seen because you were in it. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to those things, buddy. Never at the West End, nothing. No. I can't. I can't believe there's never been a PR invite, some date, something, some reason to get you out to one of those shows. No, Phantom. Nope. You don't know what you're missing. What I'm missing. Yeah. You guys don't know what you're missing. When that show's going on, what's actually happening in the rest of the city? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Jimmy, what is happening? Yeah, an awful lot. You're at an O'Neill's throwing back Guinness. 
That's probably what it was. <laughs> or any any chain pub, main chain I'm pub. I'm playing darts. Jimmy's means that with the trickies while uh, <laughs> we're stuck in the front row of cats. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do me a favor. Cats was Cats. really bad, actually. I got dragged there. It was a bad one. I, I do quite enjoy the theater at times, but Cats was not good. Too many men in leotards. Yeah. Who's the politician? Who's the actor? James Corden is the actor? James Corden? Actor. Yeah, the actor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the show on yeah. uh, CBS late night. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in the movie Cats, wasn't he? He was in the movie Cats, and it was horrendous. He was Awful. horrendous. Yeah. What was he? Garfield? <laughs> How big a cat were he? Bagpuss. <laughs> his his uh, late night show is pretty popular here though and i gotta be honest i didn't think it would catch on at first but he adopted he adopted one of the best things from late night tv uh, anywhere and it's uh, the graham norton style of have all your guests sit with each other at the same time and it'd just be like a 40 minute round table and i think that's that's what's done it for america when he when he um uh, drives around town with a musician or whoever there's one he does with paul mccartney around liverpool it's absolutely incredible Car karaoke. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it. car karaoke, yeah. And he drives around Liverpool and, you know, the old, old McCartney's old haunts. And then they just shop at a pub and McCartney shows up there and they start, you know, playing the Beatles classics. And it's 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 great. I'm distracted because my missus is singing here downstairs. I'm, I'm sitting in the our podcast studio music room and the piano's here, so I have no idea what's... Can she sing us a few, is, few, few lines of a song from Cats? No, but maybe from In the Heights, we can do that on another program. Maybe we, we wouldn't recognize the songs, though. Introduce you to Lin Manuel Miranda. Well, our, our cultured audience would. I can, can she sing Memories? Memory uh, from Cats? Can she sing that? I bet she can. Uh, I didn't know that that was from Cats. I, Jimmy, you and I, Jimmy and I probably have the same idea. I was thinking of that Eurobeat. What's that? Memories. Yeah, Memories. Isn't Memories and Cats? Harvest Rice Man, Memories. memories. Yeah, so it is. I'm sure it is. Star is Born. Hang on. You say memories and I hear memories. Boom, boom, boom. Na, na, it is. Na, 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 it goes on and on. You know that it's one. From the start of porn. <laughs> Way back Wednesday. No idea. What a great I'll tell show. You what, I'll, I'll go to a show with, with you guys one day. But keep me at the back in case I need to get the hell out of there. I'd take you to a play, buddy. We can yeah. do that now that things are back to normal. Right by the exit, man. Just in case I got to get out. I have seen out. some absolute bad. Well, I've, I've seen some bad ones. But the good ones are worth seeing for sure. Oh, yeah. Good God, guys, what's happening to us? At least I know this, I know this song. It's about a cat. Yeah, but basically what you're saying, though, is that your like, cultural knowledge beyond sport <laughs> ended like in 93. This is Streisand, though. You're right, Craig. Okay, we've had enough charms. All right. Anyway. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I'm going to use a quote that uh, might apply to previous episodes of our show, but not at all apply to this program. Uh, you tell me which, which match this quote is from, okay? This is the play-by-play commentator. We are getting into the territory of absolutely astonishing. What about it? Also a way that we would describe, some might describe listening to the show, but not in, the, not in a good way. My question was, what match do you think that we've not talked about yet? What match was that oh. comment from? Um, Leeds United game. You're spot on, buddy. Wolves 2, Leeds 3. That's exactly it. 
He'd said that before Luke Ayling scored the match winner, actually. Guy who, who never scores. Um, if you didn't catch that on Friday, that was insane, that match. Insane. Uh, yeah. 2 0, half time. They go down a man early in the second half. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Leeds, Leeds respond. And yeah, it, it was great. Did you hear? I, I loved hearing. Uh, I was going to say Ted Lasso post-match. It's so unfair. Oh, no. Don't do that. I know. Just, it jumped out there. But he does sound more and more like Ted Lasso. Just, you know, the, the, the verbiage he uses. And, and he nails it. He, I think he's great. I like his he's thoughtful. The good commentary. But it does sound a lot like Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Like when Bruce Arena and Bob Bradley in the past would speak, you you obviously hear the accent, but you could never close your eyes and uh, you know remove a couple of player references and say, "Ha, that he could be talking about American football." But there's something about the way Jesse Marsh speaks that it does sound like. If you didn't know, you just heard it and said, "What team does he coach?" You you might not guess it's soccer. Oh, by the way, I um, mean, so Comic Relief was on British TV, English TV on I think Friday, and so what that is essentially, they raise money for charity. And it's you know a bunch of sketches and and um, they did a, a Ted Lasso did a did a piece mm. with with Roy Kent and with Coach Beard. It was really good, and the entire team was there as well. So YouTube it is it was really quite funny, excellent. They're shooting the next season now. Mm-hmm. That's why I guess they were all available. <clears throat> Roy Kent, that that actor wasn't even going to be in it, eh? He was just a writer. He was a writer, mm-hmm. and then the. He threw his name in a hat with a little video, apparently, and he's perfect. Yeah, it's That's a great a story. Yeah, I was going to say your villa's a front runner for Calvin Phillips, huh? Oh yeah, really? Apparently, sixty mil. Yep, sixty million for Villa. Jesus. Apparently, that's what they're saying. Well, I mean, that would definitely show some commitment uh, from from the ownership, uh, which I think they've already shown it. I, I really think that Steven Gerrard can have a lot of fun. In this window, um, I'm very interested to see some of the other targets that he goes after. Some former teammates of his. That comes to you, brought to you by how many rumors Jimmy Brennan gets wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first one that I've heard, actually. So, Jimmy, I'm all here for these, buddy. Okay, man, I'm all here for these. <laughs> Any more scoops, Jimmy? I've got a few, but I'm not going to tell you now. Yeah, stop being dicks. We we need this breaking news. It's called this just in now. <laughs> Seriously, sixty million for Villa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What are you on about? They're giving Coutinho three hundred fifty thousand a week, and they're going to bring Luis Suarez in on probably two two hundred plus. So yeah, they got money. I'm giving you good gossip of what's happening, and you guys are treating me like this. I'm <laughs> Here's the divide. The lines have been drawn, and when it does happen. I want an apology, please. No, yeah, we'll apologize. I promise. Yes, absolutely will. Bunch of dicks. <laughs> Them specifically. I'm with you, Jimmy. The lines have been drawn now. Now that we're a quartet okay. again, right. it's me and you versus these two. I think that's fair. You and me, I'm trying to give a little bit of football, little talk, right? Here's a couple of rumors. But no, let's talk about cats and let's talk about <laughs> Le Miserable or whatever the hell it's called. Like, come on. Hey, you brought up cats. It was you that brought up cats. Yeah. Phantom of the Opera. You got to see that. No bullshit. I want to watch Leeds. <laughs> I want to see them sell a player. Aston <laughs> <laughs> Villa for sixty million pounds. <laughs> I tell you, Le- Leeds fans wish that they could see Calvin Phillips in that shirt again. They come back. They would have a you know have had a very different season. They um, lost Bamford again too. Right? He's out. Same injury. Looks like they've had 
no luck with injuries. It's unfortunate. I like Bamford a lot. He just he just he seems like a player that you know was on the cusp of maybe having a a Jamie Vardy end to his career, don't you think, or or moment in his well, he's, career? He's younger than yeah, but he's he's not he's he's quite young still, right? No, I think he's late twenties now. Is he? Is not? he late twenty? Is he really? I thought he was. Uh, when he, they picked him up, I thought he was twenty five. So this is one thing, Jimmy, that we love to do. We love to show how much knowledge we have of the game, and it, it, in the middle of it, Google it. No, I can I can see all of you typing away like that. Yeah. Actually, Bamford was on the uh, Peter Crouch podcast last last year. He was great. He's a real good pianist. A pianist. Yeah, pianist. Yeah. He's, uh, he's 28 years old. That's someone that plays the piano. Yeah, I know what it is. Hmm. He's 28, by the way, Bamford. 28. There's a piano sitting next to me right now. Play it. I, I could not play, some, play it. Play some cats for Jimmy. I don't even know how to turn it on, to be honest. It's one of those electric ones. On? Yeah, it's an electric <laughs> one. It's not a grand piano. I'm in the middle bedroom. <laughs> I live in Toronto, not in the suburbs. I've got no space for a grand piano. You're not in the basement anymore? No, I've been upstairs for a while. I've put sound panels on the wall. It's great. Mm-hmm. Sounds like my bedroom. I'm thinking of painting my, my background at some point. You probably should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> probably should. Thanks. It looks no, like no, shit. Yeah. No, it didn't say it looks like shit, but it, it does. does the, the light doesn't reflect off it well. You got oh, yeah, exactly. Lights, That's right? precisely it. Yeah, yeah. You've got those overhead pot lights. I think a dark blue and awful. a gray. A gray blue would go a lot better. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm working. I'm thinking. Or just go, Jimmy, turn the lights off. Storms, what's, what's that over your left shoulder there? Here? Yeah. What's What's that? Is that yes. animals that you've killed? What is that? Oh, there on, on the wall? Yeah. yeah. That's an elephant I shot in, in Africa in, <laughs> in, in, in 1999. Uh, I've got a rhino somewhere here as well. Um, what the hell's going on there? No, they're just masks. I like collecting masks when I go traveling places. But what is the elephant mask? I, I didn't even realize that that is an elephant head. It's not a mask. It's just an elephant. It's from Thailand. See? It's just an elephant. It's wooden. Wooden. It's, it's, it's nice. Well, that was worth bringing home, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it's obviously a conversation piece. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. And then what's what's the dog? That's a that's dog. That's the ugliest looking that's thing. Actually, that's in Costa Rica, life. actually, that one. That's in Costa Rica. And you bought that little... or was it given to you? <laughs> I, I bought that. I was desperate for a mask and, and that's all they had at the airport. So you're, you're telling me you bought all that shit? Yeah. What's your point? They're nice. Maybe he's going to one of those... Uh, What's a soccer ball for? What does that represent? <laughs> Kicking around a field. <laughs> You've kept that tango one. That I gave you one for the Euros there, but yeah, that's, that's not the one back well. there. I don't know where it is. Uh, yeah. uh, Jimmy's just jealous that you've got a picture of Danny Dicchio on the wall there. Signed a photo. The ball's not even in the frame, but that's that's Dicchio on his backside after the goal. Oh, I can no, see that's that. Muhammad Ali. Isn't that Joe Fraser yeah. on the back? That's <laughs> just Joe Fraser on his back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Danny Dicchio has told a few people he's the greatest of all time in his day. So, don't know if he's ever introduced himself as Muhammad Ali. But I met George Chavala one time. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. How was Chavala? What a great guy! You you guys know about his story too, right? Wild tragic, tragic story. Oh, Jesus Christ! Christ. I can't believe it. And his, his hands kids. when he shakes your hands as well is. Paws come halfway up your forearm. Yeah, yeah. what I was a monster, say. man! I shook his hand. He shook my elbow. Oh fuck! It was like yeah. the West Coast salmon shake. You know that one? Did he fight? He fought Ali twice, didn't he? Was it twice? Yeah. Just, just he should have won. He had him at the gardens too. Here, yeah, in Toronto, right? Yeah. Jamie Gardens. Um, going back to hunting for a wild game. Did you hear that Jamie Vardy wants to buy a penguin? Yeah, or a giraffe. 
PETA's after him. You mm-hmm. can't do it. You can't buy a penguin. I looked into that. Can't we have? Why not? No, you can't get endangered. It. Almost impossible to get. Why would you want a penguin? How hard did you try, though, Jimmy? I tried really hard to get a penguin one time for a laugh. <laughs> you bought a snake after all, so yeah, I got a snake. <laughs> you don't have penguins in pet shops. No, I made some phone calls about the penguins. They're like, no, really? we can't. We can't ship it to Norwich. <laughs> 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 that would have been a classic. Love that. <laughs> Anything else on uh, on El Clasico? No Benzema, but Jesus, uh, Benzema's not a defender. They were an absolute mess. Shambles of a team. No, got nothing else. Mm-hmm. But when Barca win the Europa League, um, then they'll get that Champions League spot. I think if I, if I could say one thing, it would probably be what I think is that when those two teams play together, Barcelona should play in their home kit and Real Madrid to play in their home kit. I agree with you, buddy. What do you guys think about that? I agree. There's no reason not to, is there? There's no clash. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't think they, Sharman heard that bit. He'd stepped up to go tame the dogs there. You know, what, heard that. What happened? Right? Did I miss something hilarious? It's, it's not hilarious at all. Just, it's just Team Dunny and Team Jimmy over here. Just uniting, that's all. Yeah. Okay, um, well, I, I agree with that comment. I missed the first part of it, obviously, but there's no reason why not. The fuck we were looking at you when we were talking about it. You what? Again, see, he's not listening. He, he wasn't. He's not listening. He wasn't plugged. He's never plugged in. He doesn't listen because he's a host. Hosts don't listen. They just narrate. <laughs> they just traffic cop. It's it's the exact same thing when when we did that sports night and I'm sitting beside him and I'm looking at him talking and I could see in his face he's not even listening to oh, me. I'm he's listening to you. I was, th- I was thinking, what the fuck <clears throat> is he talking about? And then he just goes on to the next question. And I'm like, but. Did you hear what I said, Charms? He's like, yeah, I really don't give a shit. Here's the next question. I always listen. A good host always listens. Well, since I, I clearly I'm the front runner to be your favorite host on uh, on Footy Prime, Jimmy, I, uh, I'll do all that I can to to win your vote. You got it allegiance. now. You got it now with these Brilliant. two. Absolutely. When Jimmy didn't want a question, you say, always sat in the middle of the desk. He didn't want the question come to him. You made it quite clear that he did not want to answer it. I just look at the screen. Look straight ahead. So Sharp's like, he's like, Sharp's just like looking at you, looking at it. And then I like, I'm like, I know it's coming to me. Yeah. The old invisible hand. Hey, can't see me. Can't see yeah, me. Yeah. Do if not I just don't look at him. He won't see me and ask me this question. <laughs> I tell you, I love the way Jose Mourinho continues to deal with the media at all costs. Uh, ahead of the Rome Derby, he'd said uh, that he wasn't excited for this game and didn't feel it was fair as he had to play all these players. They played in the Conference League, right, uh, on Thursday. And ahead of this, he's like, and he said, meanwhile, Lazio, they're all sitting around smoking cigarettes with sorry. They're all relaxed and rested and ready. Roma come out and blast them 3-0 in the first half. Tammy Abraham, eh? Yeah. Hey? Fire. Tammy with a brace. I t- you know what? Him, Chris Smalling, um, Nathan Miles is there too, right? You know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing on, on the various rags today these headlines about Abraham and this great season, this record-breaking season. I think, really? Like, what's he done this year? 15 goals. That's a good season. Don't get me wrong. That's a really good season. But 15 goals. Some of these headlines I'm reading is as if he's like the next Messi. Like, calm down, everyone. He's had a good season. He's done well for himself, but 15 goals. But how much of that comes from the fact that Romelu Lukaku costs 98 million and he's not potted 15? Maybe. 
I think is I think there's a lot of that, and that the idea that like Tammy Abraham is still young, and England's always looking for the next goal scorer that can be there for a decade, right? And there's hopes that uh, there was a lot of doubts that he could never be that guy, and I thought he did very well at Chelsea in Lampard's first season there, uh, but once they were able to open the checkbook and spend, they did what they always do. And they brought in the biggest names possible, and he fell down the pecking order. I th- it's great to see him doing well in Italy. Obviously, that's been a struggle for a lot of English players in the past. But I wonder if he had stayed there and Lukaku had never gone there, what how Europe would look different right now. I don't think that he would have scored 15 goals, I'll tell you that much. I don't think he would have gotten the team as much. Maybe Whereas not. Jose's, Jose's backed him and he's delivered. And I think that's 15 Serie A goals. I don't think that's 15. No, it's 15 I think it's 15 all competitions. Oh, is it? Okay, then. So, yeah. So, yeah, not as record-breaking as it sounded. No, it's still, don't get me wrong. No. I wish I scored 15 goals in all competitions. In your life? Uh, yeah, in any competition. Like, any competition. Must have been a couple of charity events. One. No, I never scored in a charity event. Not one? Well, maybe one. I don't know. I don't keep. I don't. I don't keep score. No, now, but now you play keep. Now you're a goalkeeper because you. Yeah. You find there's less volatility there, right? Mm-hmm. Less chance to pull a hamstring. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you always get injured. Danny had a chance in a lifetime to score against me. He had clearing on a goal. I'm like, come on, Danny, come on! I was actually cheering him on as he <laughs> treading water through the quicksand. Uh, Jimmy, you you played in that game. That was the Robbie in uh, D Rose. Zero's game there out at Birchmount Stadium. I think you, I think you played in that game. Yeah, you were on the I, other side though. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I, I was just talking about that game the other night. Actually, um, I was sitting on the bench with Natalie Spooner, who just won Olympic gold with the Canadian women's hockey team. And uh, mm-hmm. someone came off and said, "Next," and she looked at me and said, "Do you want to go?" And whoever it was coming off said, "No, you go, Natalie." So she got up and went. And twenty minutes later, Rowan Ricketts came off, and I I went on. And I, I get there and, wow, I'm sharing the pitch with Jimmy and Danny and Craig and all these legends. And Dwayne looks up and sees me and he plays a perfect through ball for anyone who can run. It was probably about 20 yards away from me and I'm, I'm running as fast as I can. Dwayne's yelling, run! I, I am running. Forrest comes to the top of the box, seeing that this is my window. Come on, Danny, you can do it. Laughing at me like they had no chance. Yeah. I think uh, the defender that was probably, if I was 20 yards away from the ball, the defender was 40. Uh, it was a 50-50 ball. <laughs> yeah, he, made, he made that guy look like Alfonso Davies. <laughs> uh, we won't see Alfonso Davies in the squad, as expected. The Canada squad was named uh, late Sunday night. Mm. Um, but John Herdman did make mention of um, the talks that uh, the Canadian Federation is having with Bayern Munich about having Fonzi, uh, quote-unquote, involved in this window. So not named to the team, but as we've spoken about on the show, how important it would be for him to be around for some of these celebrations to cap things off in Toronto. I think, uh, I think Herdman in Canada were listening to us, Gregor. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think Fonji's uh, probably asked the questions over there in Byron and how he would really like that. And, you know, he's got a shot at it because if they, it, the actual flying side of things is passed uh, from the medical standpoint, if it has, I, Looks as though it has. He's training, but what a lift it would be for Alfonso just to let him go for forty-eight hours, seventy-two hours, just come into Toronto for the Jamaica game. It'd be a lift for him. It would be good for his spirit. So that's why I think he's got a shot of showing up for that. Yeah, I think so too. As we spoke about, and I think that the the team would want that as well to celebrate with him. Obviously, he's been such a 
key part of driving this team forward over the last four years, right? Mm. So to be a part of the celebration, if he's if he's healthy and able to get away for twenty four hours, you know, most people with his income take uh, day trips like that halfway around the world. So why not let him do it to uh, to come back to Canada? And if they need to say, let's say they they don't get a result in Costa Rica, if I'm John Herdman, I roll him in there ten minutes before they walk on the field into yeah. the dressing room. Don't know. Nobody knows a clue. Has no idea that he's there, and pull him in there just before they go out. No, I'm with you. I do, I want to see Fonzie a part of whatever that celebration is against Jamaica. Of course, uh, and hopefully, hopefully it's a big one. Hopefully the weather's good for that as well. Um, yeah, it's not looking great. No, it isn't. I mean, at least it's not going to be as cold as Hamilton, but it's rain, no. right? Who's going? Did you guys get tickets? Uh, we'll be there as press. Oh, good. Yeah. You're, now that you're press, Jimmy, I think uh, I think there's an opportunity for you to be there as press. Mm-hmm. So the four of us are going, are we? Plus Dan? Plus Dan. Well, the oh. Charmin, Charmin works for the big big ticket, so Charmin's not really going to be with us. Oh, he's big time. He's gonna he dresses sick. nicer. He makes himself available, but we just have to wait two I'll hours. I'll seek you guys out. Oh, I'm right. pimping myself to Sportsnet for the Jamaica game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Craig and I are both uh, going to be rocking it. I'm Look, such Jimmy, a poor, such it's a me poor. and you again, You're buddy. You and me again, buddy. They just <laughs> keep pushing you and I together, man. <laughs> I tell you, it's meant to be. Meant like to Thelma be. and Louise. Apparently, we're rights holders. <laughs> oh, that's, then we expect the world. All access. It's going to be a go. good party. You know what? No matter, you know, let's hope they qualify and they, they do this thing on next to Thursday against Costa Rica. And then uh, Jamaica can just be a pressure-free, fun 90 minutes plus and just uh, set the city alight. Yeah. Let the kids play, huh? Just let the... Let no, the they want first place, run. though. That's the thing, right? I mean, they've got these little internal goals and obviously qualifying is number one, but you know that won't be enough. They, they'll mm-hmm. they'll want to finish this group unbeaten and, and in first place. Not that it matters, generally speaking, but... That's what they want. Mm. Winning winning the group, though, this does not guarantee them pot three, correct? There are other factors. Correct. In order to decide that, one of yeah. which is their FIFA world ranking at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And, and when is the draw? It's still going to be six months before? Does that make it? No, April 1st. April 1st. The, draw, guess, the World it? Cup draw will be April 1st. Oh. So if not the first, then, you know, there or thereabouts. Still no mention yet as to host nations. They don't know yet when that'll be announced for the the entire World Cup. Um, obviously, Toronto, Edmonton are, are the, the go-tos right now, but Vancouver's very much back in the conversation. Mm. So Yeah, I don't give a shit about 26. We're going to Qatar. So <laughs> I couldn't care less about any of the 2026 plans. I want to know what the groups are. Don't I wish you light away. You know how Ronaldo and Portugal got there. Yeah, just I'm focused on this year. If the pandemic's taught us anything, just focus on what's in front of you because you can't plan for the future, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, I did one mention of the future that I do like though that John Herbman definitely looking towards. Uh, he named Ishmael Kone, uh, who plays for CF Montreal. And if you don't watch a lot of CF Montreal, uh, you may not know the midfielder whatsoever. But if you've watched the last couple of games, uh, he's definitely stood out. And someone that John Herbert mentioned in his media availability on Sunday night as a midfielder who has a profile that he has never seen in this country before. Um, he scored against Santos Laguna in the Champions League last week, and he set up 
a ridiculous ball, uh, Jordi Mihailovic, uh, in the Montreal's 3-3 draw with Atlanta. So right. he's got some real quality. Whether we'll see him at all in this window, no idea. But just being in that camp, um, I don't think it'll be the last time you see him in that camp. Never been involved in the Canadian. What you meant is actually is that profile like a silhouette, maybe. That's what you meant by that. I don't know. I haven't seen the silhouette, so could be odd. Could be a strange silhouette. Yeah, he could. He could have three ears that we don't know because no one's watching <laughs> CF Montreal games. Yeah, yeah, could be. Could be. The profile is more though. This profile is more the uh, the sideways profile, right? That would be correct this profile. You have a decent side profile when you're not wearing your Che Guevara hat. Me? No, I've got a terrible profile. Awful. No, I think it's quite symmetrical. And your profile, if you were to see the silhouette. <laughs> Thank you. If you, if How can it be symmetrical on your profile? What I meant was yeah, the left. Yeah, exactly. Symmetrical would be this way. I've got two ears on either side. And my <laughs> eyes are than the other. Your <laughs> eyes are the same all height. Wall. Like a flounder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah two eyes on the one side of your head <laughs> the bells esmeralda the bells <laughs> i'm not an animal <laughs> last mention because uh shout out cf montreal and don't want to piss off toronto fc fans but uh they got a win in shit conditions at home to dc yeah. united and nice to see the canadians evolved again Luca Petrasso's uh look a good player. He's he's was involved in both goals, wasn't he? Yeah, he was on fire. He looked great. What a great game he had. Mm-hmm. Amazing performance young, up and down that left side. The younger brother think, of Michael Michael yeah. Petrasso, who you coached at York. Any positive attack that was coming through through TFC that Michael was or Petrasso was in Luca was in, was involved with. I thought I thought look, I thought they they played well at times, right? It was, it was scrappy. I don't know if you guys saw the saw the match, but the pitch was terrible. It, it was, was bobbly. It was hard for both teams really to get into a rhythm. You know, the ref seemed a little bit whistle happy as well, where it was stop, start, stop, start. But look, for, for your first game, uh, to get that win, that's look, that's all they wanted. Just wanted to win, get the three points, and then get the ball rolling now and get everybody buzzing. So it was a good result for them, absolutely. You know, speaking of the pitch, uh, that's not ideal for Canada, is it? I can't, I can't see it improving all that much in the next week. Mind you, it's better than the uh, the first time they played Jamaica in Jamaica. Remember that pitch? <laughs> yeah, but Canada's in the state right now. They want a carpet. Yeah, interesting that we're talking about the turf at, at BMO being the issue because if you look at all the grounds in this country, even with some of the winter matches that have been played there before, with the exception of that time they played in a sandbox against that Panamanian team in the Champions League, usually they're able to keep that pitch in pretty good condition. But even on television, you can tell that it's it's not in very good shape so we'll see how good the team looks i guess um it's exciting charms i look forward to judging your tan when you come back from costa rica in a few days red lobster red. <laughs> that'll be it yeah classic english we'll have to do an interview with you down there and once you get all the lowdown about what's going on on the ground mm-hmm. it's going to be a sellout right Thirty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. they're not there's yeah, no restrictions so. it's must win for them right must win for costa rica yeah i mean that's what you mm-hmm. don't realize as much as canada should be favored but these Jamaica aside, Panama and Costa Rica, they they have to win these things, yeah. and it won't be easy. Mm-hmm. It just they're not bad teams to begin with, and they got the element of of uh, you know it's, it's just desperation on, on their side. I think too, it is going to be the first game because of the restrictions as well as some of the away games. That it's going to be a really good atmosphere. 
Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it'll be electric in there unless Canada put them to sleep quickly with a couple goals, which should be nice. Bring me back something with a Saprisa S on it, will you? Yeah, I'll make sure I'll get you a gift. From that, something that I can put on my bookshelf here. I don't have any historical artifacts like dogs' heads or elephants or anything. Get me, get me maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, one of those rubber duckies with a Saprisa Well, S if on. memory serves me right, the last time you went to Costa Rica, you bought Craig and I a gift back and you ate the, ate the gift before That's we right. had a chance to even see it. But I blame Doug Ford's COVID restrictions because I wasn't able to see you guys in the tent. And I mean, come on, cookies go bad once you open them. <laughs> That's right. All right, fair enough. I'll get you a, a Saprisa themed beer. Say hi to Paolo Wanchop. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you'll Your be there. Your old teammate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it should be fun. Looking forward to it. Well, hopefully uh, you enjoyed this program. We'll have some more Canada content through the week. Uh, Jimmy, Craig, James Sharman, thanks for kicking it with us. And uh, thank you for listening. 